spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy Friday, party people. What is going on? Oh, my. Oh, my. Barry and Chad Show final edition today. <laughs> this is it. First and last. Well, we've had three, right? That's this true. is our third That's this true. week or fourth this week. No, we had three. We had two. I had uh, my first one with uh, Kristen Bentz to start the week. Yesterday I had the, the wise man, and I got Barry again for a third day. And uh, a quick uh, news two to four, Joe and Chris kick off on Monday. And then uh, Chris and Joe, Joe, Chris, I'm not quite sure. I think it's the Chris and Joe show, which because it sounds smooth. And then, of course, you've got uh, Bruce and Gatos kicking it off on Monday, 4 till 7. I'm on 7 to 10. Uh, before we jump into the economy, looks like the United States of America has started to make some moves yeah. in the Middle East, Syria, Iraq. Have been uh, there's explosions, especially in Syria right now, and uh, they said they were coming, and uh, here we come. Yeah, so this is the uh, President Biden said he had authorized some attacks a couple of days ago. We've been waiting for this, and uh, now here we go. And the the reports were before it started happening that uh, the United States was going to attack Iran, uh, Iran soldiers, Iran positions in Syria, in Iraq, and it looks like that's what's happening now. So more information, I'm sure, will come. Uh, after the attack is completed, and we'll get a full accounting, and we'll bring that for you here on KTAR. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, they said he's been, you know, I understand the not to want to push it further, but, uh, you know, Iran, man, they're not going to stop. You know, well, the proxies, no, yeah. all of that stuff that they have, they're not going to stop. No. They're going to continue to push no, it. And they've already said if we hit any of their people anywhere, that they're going to come for us, which is an absolute joke. Yeah. That if they start coming for us more than they just did, it's not going to get. It's not going to be pretty. But no. look, it's it's a balancing line, right? You want to you want to come back strong enough. You want to deter them from more attacks on United States assets and, and our allies, uh, but at the same time, not so much that you push them politically into a face saving position where now they have to attack more and do more things. So there's a you're trying to you're trying to tamp it down. You don't want to go have this go into a full fledged war, uh, but at the same time. You, you know, we're the big dog. You got to step up every once in a while and say, hey, we're not going to keep you're not going to keep doing this. No, no, so. absolutely true. Uh, economy right. on yes. fire. Oh. Syria's on fire. So's our economy, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's really pretty amazing. The, the job report came out this morning. Three hundred fifty five thousand new jobs in January. This was about double. What yeah. the economists had predicted, which is incredible. Uh, they actually also increased the numbers from the last couple of months. So over the last Three months, we've been averaging 289,000 new jobs every single month. In the last 12 months, there's been 2.9 million new jobs added to the economy. New jobs. And that's incredible. Uh, and and this is, I think, even the bigger news from last month in completing uh, 2023. Uh, wages were up 4.5% last year. So real wages are now up uh, well over inflation last year, which means it's not just, hey, you're making more money, but you're paying higher bills. You're making more money, and it's more than, than what stuff costs. So now it's, it's you're, you're literally doing much better uh, you know, as, as a whole. Not everybody. Yeah, as, as, not everybody. Not everybody. And the fact is, is inflation is still, you know, while it may be down, people are still feeling it. And why that's also an issue right now with the fear of Iran that they said, hey, you know, what would happen if it shot the oil to 150 bucks? Well, if you thought inflation was bad a few years ago, uh, right. it, it's it's good. But, you know, you and I talked about the other day. One of the things that uh, uh, a few economists brought up is you're right about the job thing where the people aren't jumping those jobs like they used to there's that there's that sense of 
I don't know if there's the, the quiet quitting, and I don't know if there is yeah. a job across the street. I feel like my job's okay right now, but if I wanted to leave, I'm not certain I would get a job offer in three minutes. Well, that, and we saw that report, and there, there's still people doing that, but just not as much as before. Um, but I'll tell you, it, it's it, I actually read an article today of like, where are these jobs coming from? Where are the people coming to fill the jobs? Because we keep thinking we're basically at full employment, and then boom, here's another 300,000, 350,000 jobs. It's crazy. I'm curious how many people have second jobs. That's one of the big things where a lot of these yeah. jobs might be filled by somebody who's holding a second job. I wouldn't be surprised if, if that's the case. And and I, I think also just a lot of people, uh, you know, I, I hear about this all the time, especially with young people. They start a job. They don't like it. They're working too hard. They're not into it. They quit. No kidding around. No, no, I, mean, I, I have so many of my friends, kids who've come out of college and done that. And then at some point, I guess they have to go to work, right? I mean, at some point, the parents are like, get well, out of the house. We're going to talk about not all of yeah. them want to, but yeah. yes, yeah. Yeah, but it's but they but they have to get back in. So I think there were a lot of folks, even after COVID still, on the sidelines, experiencing things, traveling, doing I have friends of mine whose kids worked for a year and then made a little money, living at home, and then said, and quit their jobs, and then went and traveled a little bit, yeah. you know, just cheaply, and they're just hanging out. But at some point, they got to get to work. So that's that's what's going on <laughs> you now. You think, but. man, there's a lot of these kids out there. What do I got to work to make a, to have a house or something like that? But nah. there is a lot of kids. I think the other side of it is, too, is a lot of these kids came out of school. Job market was good. They could they could hop yep. from hop to berry, then go from point A to point B. They go and do those things. And, you know, then they start to realize, OK, I'm going to have to stick at one of these things. Right. Like at yeah. some point I have uh, the grass is greener. Isn't real. It's there's a problem everywhere you go. And unless you're getting a ton of money, because everybody's always willing to overlook a problem with a ton of money. I mean, I've got friends. I've worked places where it's like, well, they pay me so good. And while I may not like it, I'll make my life out of here. I'll make, you know, certain things. And then there's times when you're like, oh, it's so great to work here. So I, I, I can take less money. But I think kids are starting to realize the younger generation. This is it, you know. I got, yeah. I, I got to stick somewhere for well, sure. Funny. They don't, they don't like the money. The money is less important to them somehow, and it's which I guess I should be. Maybe I should look at that more proudly. But the money is less important. The experiences. So they want to know: Is their company one that's doing good things? Is it? Is it doing a, you know charitable stuff? Is it helping people who need help? They don't want to just be making money for the sake of making money. I don't understand that, Chad. But in any case, that's what they're doing. But economy's doing great. You mentioned oil earlier. I want to mention this too. The U.S. oil production is at its highest point yeah. ever. Ever. Uh, we've we produce more oil now than we ever have in the past, and the U.S. is producing more oil than any other country in the world, and not even close. I mean, I'm talking about four plus billion yep. barrels uh, more than Exxon South- beat its profits with thirty six yeah. billion dollar profit. It beat where they thought it was going. And OPEC's upset because OPEC they're going to start cutting again. They're, they're they want to cut to send prices up, but the U.S. says we're just going to keep, keep producing more. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and and, uh, and screwing them up and screwing up Russia because those are the two big producers after the United States now. So really, uh, really kind of an amazing. And by the way, this is this is under Biden, who everybody said yeah. we're going to get rid of oil production. Which well, he's the one laugh. who wants to get rid of fall. And here's the well, thing: oil. They're not all these oil and, and production things. Is, and I want everybody to understand: these aren't new wells. Right. When oil yep. drops to sixty bucks or fifty bucks and it's no longer, you know, profitable, they cap them and go away. When it gets up to a certain level, and again, whether you're going to, you've got the shale or whether you're just you're, you're drilling and bringing it straight up, and you don't have to. It, there's a cost-effective way to do it. If it drops down to twenty-five dollars and it costs you forty bucks to get a barrel yeah, out, you're stop. not going to pull a thousand barrels out. 
a day. It's that that's yeah, that's what, not cost what, effective. What they're saying is less. We have less uh, uh, oil pumping and less stations going on, but more oil being produced. Yeah, which and is it, yeah, yeah. So the, you're definitely seeing that. But it's I think what happened is the Biden administration realized and they've changed their policy as time has gone on. Here they realize that in order to get to a place where we eliminate fossil fuels, if in fact that's possible, if in fact we get there, you have to keep oil prices down in the interim yeah. and bring in other things. If electric cars are better, people will go to the electric cars. If you know what I'm saying, if, if those but things. But you are, and I've talked about. It's not ready for prime time. No. And now what are you seeing? Who just dropped electric cars two days ago? There was a Volvo or somebody said we're, we're no longer doing electric cars because nobody's buying them. And it's yeah. not it's not ready for prime time, whether it is in an area where you just can't have enough. My my brother, he bought a uh, Tesla last summer. They said, hey, we're going to get you one of those charging things, but it's going to take a couple months. Yeah. It is February. He has to take his car up to the uh, supermarket. Oh, my goodness. Still. See, that's that's why, I, and I haven't done it yet. And, yeah. I've, and I've thought about it. And I've talked about it. My biggest thing is occasionally you drive to California, you drive up north. I don't want to stop and have to hope I can get a charging thing and it's hope open. It and it's not a wait. Yeah. So I, I think this step is the next thing that's going to happen. And the car manufacturers are saying this and agreeing with it are the hybrids. So that you're going to have a tank of gas. Mm -hmm. You'll use, like for me, I work at home a lot now. I don't drive a lot of miles on a daily basis. An electric car would be perfect for me. I yeah. can go, I can drive 10 miles a day, 20 miles a day, never get any gas. But when I need gas, I want it there. I, I want it in the tank. Yeah. And I think that's going to be the was next Remember car. Jennifer Graham was going to drive from D.C. down to Florida, and she had to have people following her, and they had yeah. to, because the car kept stopping, and they couldn't find yeah. any place. Oh, it's, it's not ready for prime time. No. Barry, uh, here today for the last show of the, last? the Gatos and Chad show. Wow. That felt a little bit different from the last show last week of the Gatos and Chad show, where Gatos was actually here. See the way that <laughs> Word kids coming up. We got a lot of stuff, uh, including oh my goodness, the military issue when it comes to voting here in Arizona. It's, it's what does that mess. look like? Barry's going to break it down for us straight ahead. Gatos and Chad show. Last Gators and Chad show, Chad. And I'm here. I'm here for it. People say oh, your voice sounds amazing. Oh, we're going to be playing a lot of these tunes back in the day today because Pablo is manning the ones and the twos, as the kids would say. Uh, Barry, uh, break down what's going on because we have an issue here. Military members, I heard a bit of it yesterday, but we're having issues with military members voting, which is not a good thing. Republicans, you guys should probably know this. Most of the people probably in the military tend to be a little bit more conservative. So I would do everything I can to make sure they get the things they need. Yeah. I mean, so what happened was uh, it was going back a few years now. Uh, but the the legislature in Arizona passed a new law that made it uh, more likely we were going to have more frequent recounts after elections. So the Arizona law used to be if the election totals at the end were if the election was so close, each each office, if it mm -hmm. was so close within point one percent. Uh, a tenth of 1%, then it was an automatic recount. And that happened on occasion, but it was very rare. Uh, we had that with uh, the Attorney General's race recently, where it was within one, a point ten, that, that, that close. The new law changed it to 0.5%, a half a percentage point, which is doesn't sound like a lot, but a lot of elections end up inside there. So now it basically means that every year we're going to have, every election cycle, we're going to have several 
potential recounts where a recount has to happen. The, and the issue with the recount is it takes more time. It doesn't happen instantaneously. That's the whole idea. And they can't legally, they, there's other statutes, you can't start the recount, of course, until all the votes are counted. You know what the percentage is. And then you jump in and do the recount. And the recount takes time. And now the counties do the recount, but it's a state law. So uh, this law was put into place by SB uh, 10108. Uh, it was Michelle Ugenti Rita, and who, who kind of Talks about herself as an election expert, and she ran for secretary of state in the Republican in the primary. She came in like I think she came in fifth out of four people running. It was ridiculous. It's not she, very good. She's the one, Michelle Ugenti Reader. She's the one that was booed off. She's a Republican. She thinks she's MAGA, but she went to a MAGA thing, a Trump rally, and they booed her off the stage. Literally booed until she left. It was that bad. But that's where. So now she's running for uh, county government. She wants to be a county supervisor. But she was the one who put this law in. She wrote the the bill. It was passed. But, you know, I'm not just one, just her. Other people voted for it. The governor signed it. But they didn't take into account this extra time. So what you have now is the counties, and they, the counties have been saying this since 2021, 2022. Hey, this is a problem for us as this starts to be implemented. And the biggest thing is military members. So Arizona's military members, and last time, that was about 10,000 votes, Chad. Arizona residents, they get to vote in Arizona, but they're military. They're outside. They get mail-in ballots or, you know, those types of ballots. And they have to have... By law, a certain amount of time, it has to be mailed to them 45 days it's like before 45 the election. Days, right? yeah. It's more than normal, but it has to be mailed out a certain amount of time in advance. They have to have time to get them back. It's it's all these, because we, we want to make sure military people have the right to vote. I mean, of course we want that. And the, what the county election, everybody in the state is saying, this is Republicans, Democrats, everybody's acknowledged the problem right now. We can't do that. So these military, as it stands right now, some of these military votes may not be counted which nobody wants, that, but that's what will happen right now. And if they don't fix this by next Friday, a week from today, uh, we're going to start the next time we have an election, this will be an issue in Arizona. Now, Republicans and Democrats know it. Everybody knows it needs to be fixed, but we have a lot of folks on the, the it's mostly the MAGA folks, the election denier people who want to change all our election laws. They're trying to attach what everybody calls the Chris. They want the, they want this bill, which would be a pretty straightforward bill. We're going to fix this. We're either going to make the primary earlier. It's 19 days. We have to find 19 days. So we're going to make the primary earlier. We're going to change a law to make, make this fit better. Everybody knows what needs to be done, but people are trying to hang new Christmas ornaments on this thing because they want to, they want more crazy election laws attached to it because they see the emergency aspect of it and they think this is the chance for us to get something through that we would never otherwise get through. What's your sense that they get something done? I think they're going to have to. I mean, nobody wants the military members not to be able no. to vote. This is It's bipartisan. Republicans and Democrats are standing up and saying this has to get done. The governor saying let's just get it done. It's one of these things where we just need a bill that addresses the actual Straight, issue. Straight, clean, get clean, done. And then, and, then, and then we'll address the other stuff later if we need to. But this has to get done. But, boy, they've known about this for They've known about it for six or eight months. They've known about it for over a year, and nobody's done anything about it. But now it's, it's this is it. The, it's the uh, unintended consequences, this, right? This like you it. didn't think moving it from one tenth of one percent to a half a percentage right. point would do anything crazy, and now it has. And it's and it's one of these things where again, if you're the election experts, as soon as they pass it, the count the people who actually know elections said, "Hey, wait a minute, you understand what you just did to us?" But nobody cared. And this Michelle Ugenti Rita, who's supposedly an expert in it, she she keeps taking credit for the bill. And not taking any responsibility for what just happened here, which is which is kind of amazing for somebody running for office right now. Well, so. she did come in fifth out of fourth, so that's kind of weird. <laughs>
Obviously, she may be an uh, expert, but she's not an expert of reading the room. No. Uh, Barry Marks in here today. It's the Chad and Barry Show, which is the last show of the Gatos and wow. Chad Show. Uh, coming up, he, he, we're going to touch a little bit about what's going on right now. I'm getting some more news about we're into Syria and Iraq now yeah. as far as some of these shellings are go. This is obviously retaliation for our soldiers being killed uh, the other day. What does this mean? What will? How will Iran take it? We'll touch a little bit of that. Plus, if you didn't see what happened in New York the other day, there were 14. Oh, my God. Uh, immigrants so that beat up a couple cops yeah. and boy, they arrested that, them. They arrested them right away. Yeah. Well, and they then, arrested a few of them. Yeah. And boy, where are those people now? Because if you didn't see them coming out of the building when they were released, man, entitlement kids we will do that straight ahead. It's a Gators and Chad show. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. Drive home with the Gators and Chad show. It's not a warm when she oh, I love that. Pablo on the ones and twos today. This is this is Ain't sad. No sunshine when <laughs> she's so gone. Good. And she's always gone too long. Anytime oh, she so great. goes away. Happy, happy Friday, everybody. Hey, uh, wow. quick note about what's going on right now. It is everywhere. We are currently striking against the Iran-backed targets in Syria and yeah. Iraq. It has started. It is uh, supposed to be a multi-prong. I talked to my uh, my official that, that, that you know, kind of my source that gives me a lot of stuff. He said it was probably coming today, and he was pretty, pretty damn right. But he also said, expect a few days of this, and this is not just drones. They are taking... This is not drones, and this is not just missiles. He said, expect uh, some definitely some planes and other things like that. They are coming, and they are trying specifically for several groups that are that have Iranians in them that they yeah. know of. That you know that that is part of not just some of these groups. They're proxies. They get the stuff from Iran, but they kind of do their own jam. Right. Right. You know, like Iran with like we back Israel, but we don't tell Israel what to right. do. Hezbollah, they get their marching orders from, from Iran. Right. But some of these other groups, they don't. They just get the stuff. Yeah. And and that's exactly right. So as much as we all in the media kind of just says it's all Iran and, and it is to some extent, it's it's really not that way. And we're going to they want to make sure Iran feels it. And they're being you know, we talked about this earlier. Should the attacks be on Iranian soil itself that to me that's more dangerous that that's like the difference between attacking a u.s military outpost or attacking florida if iran did that and the and i think they're trying to be careful with that but they're going after them pretty hard right now in syria and iraq and i think you're right chad it's going to be iranian proxies but we're iranian actual soldiers and their resources are there. It's not just the proxy. So we'll see. It'll be interesting because it, Iran said if there's any kind of attack, they're going to to right, come back at us. And that's the it, like anything, like when you do an interview, the first question really sets up the question you want because you want to see how somebody answers something. Then you go into it. This is that thing. They they send us something. Now we're asking that first question, and now we're going to see if they do anything. Then what do you do? Because we have kind of relied on some luck. We used that, that thing the other day. It was just kind of the last gas, that gun. We shot that missile down about a mile away from our ship. Yeah. 
And we can't always, man, that thing worked great too, because they yeah. were showing it. I think it's pretty awesome. But we, you know, luck can't be, you know, our other strategy. Right. Well, normally they have, they have, uh, normally when those missiles are fired at our, fired at our ships, yeah. we have other things that shoot them down eight miles away. Yeah. So this was, it got past that somehow, and this was the last resort sort of thing. But you're right. It, it, this is, whenever you're at war, when you're shooting things at places, even if you're thinking, ah, they're going to knock this down, sometimes one gets through, and you have to be ready for the consequences of that. So I'm, I'm hoping this is a strong enough thing to deter any other serious stuff. I don't think it's going to end what's happening there, no. but you don't. I don't think anybody wants this to turn out turn into an all out war. No, no nobody but, needs. That. But you start you start killing American soldiers. Yeah. You should know. And I think it was Lloyd Austin who said it yesterday. Yeah. I know they've got weapons, but just to let them know, ours are bigger and better. <laughs> And they are. Uh, if you didn't see it, there were oh 14 uh, immigrants who were, I don't know if they were bused there, how they got there, but uh, they decided to beat up some cops in New York City. They then went to, well, seven of them were picked up, and then the other seven scanned. They're still looking for them. Uh, they were arrested and then released without bond. And when they got out, I will tell you this, Barry, uh, it, as much as if I'm a Democrats and running on the great job numbers, if I'm the Republicans, having those guys walk out, right, military-age fighting men, we always yeah, joke about that, yeah. right? They're, they're out there flipping the cameras yeah, off, flipping off the cameras. acting entitled, and now they've already left the city. Yeah, they're so, my God, that is I, not a win. I have to tell you something. You you talk about these these New York is one of these cities that doesn't have bail. Apparently, how on earth do you arrest somebody for assaulting a police officer? Even if you say, "Look, we're not going to make it a felt," whatever it is, you, how does that person get out without bail? And on top of that, someone in the country illegally. Now they're here from asylum. They ask for asylum. They're 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 not. They didn't break in in that respect. But Chad, if you're here asking for asylum. And you're arresting for you're arrested for beating a police officer. Should be you're done. Stick them on a plane. Send them back to El Salvador, wherever they're from. I don't care. They're done. Yeah. That's it. I don't. I'm not even waiting for the adjudication. I'm not waiting for a trial. We're finished here. Yeah. If you want to come here and you're asking us to let you stay here in asylum because where you're coming from is so bad that you're being persecuted or whatever the reason is, you have to be on your best behavior here. You should be thanking us on a daily basis for letting you sit here and to act the way they did. Just just the police officer part of it. The, the, I have I have zero patience for that. If you assault a police officer, you're going to prison. And I don't want I don't even want these folks in prison. Just send them back. Yeah. We're well, done. Send them and, back. And one of the Thanks things they coming. talked about, four of them, the ones several of you saw that get out yesterday and flipping the camera off, one of them blowing kisses, they're gone already. Yeah. They've hopped a bus, they yeah. think, to California. So one you know the, the the police chief said he sounded so resigned, like I pretty much don't even want to do this anymore. You know, and a lot of that has to do with bail. And the fact that he goes, look, you know, you have violent offenders. The fact that you would even let, he goes, I don't care if you're a citizen or not a citizen. You don't allow them yeah. to get out of jail. No, it's Just ridiculous. with a, you know, good luck to you kind of thing. It's absolutely ridiculous. The two choices are they stay in jail or you put them on a plane and send them back to their home country. That's it. There's no other option. And the fact that New York just let them go is, that, that tells us an awful lot about what's going on right now in New York City and, and some of these places in California, too. Really yeah. bad. I, that makes you appreciate, by the way, Rachel Mitchell and what we have here in Arizona, Maricopa yeah. County. That stuff doesn't happen here. No, and that's what I, that's, you know, the funny thing is we've, we've talked about Rachel on several occasions, uh, needs a stylist, but you know, outside of that, she's, I think she's, she's done a hell of a job. One of the things we talked about is like, even with the retail theft, she's yeah. like, we're not going to let this become California. So don't come here and do this and expect to be released in five minutes. Exactly. And, and I love that about her, that she, w she came hard in that sense. You can't, the whole no bail thing has fascinated me because look, it, if you are in a position where you've got 
some unpaid tickets and you go to, do I think there should be some, obviously you're unpaid for a reason. Maybe you don't have any money. That's one thing. Uh, we could talk about that because, you know, you hear stories about people who go to jail. The next thing you know, they lose their job, lose their, job, so, lose their okay, house. Th- and that's, it's, right. OK, we can talk about that's, that. That's where this came from. Yeah. Right. Well, that's the, what they use right, as the lost right. leader. But the, the it, fact that you're just allowing pretty much anybody right. out of jail all the time for anything. Yeah. Is it, I mean, Ridiculous. San Jose last year released a murder. No bail. And he disappeared. What Un- a shocker. Unbelievable. You what know, is I, wrong with people? I don't understand. See, I don't understand that at all. But you're right. The way this started, and we all, I think we could all see this. If it's, okay, you have a bunch of unpaid parking tickets or, or, or you know, Something speeding. silly like that. Yeah, and it's and it's like, look, you're, you're ignoring court stuff. You're not doing, and that's why they arrest you and they, you have to have bail. And in that one, they're saying, look, you're taking some guy who's down on his luck, not doing well, misses, now he's in jail for three days, loses his job. Now he can't pay his rent, doesn't have a place to live, can't be with his kids. It, it created a really slippery slope very fast for non-violent, non-really even crime offenders. But when they started extending it to crimes, to criminals, what, what are we doing? What is the want for that? I mean, I know we could all, you know, everybody always says, oh, the Republicans start talking about Soros. Well, I just look at Soros funds, a lot of these things, whether it's Gascon in California and a bunch of other people where they think that, you know, we can't prosecute our way out of stuff. It's not about prosecuting your way out of stuff. It's about personal responsibility. It's, you know, it's, a, it's funny. I'm, I'm getting this now and, and it happened with the DEI stuff. And I'm really seeing this after October 7th and what happened uh, in Israel and with Hamas is and it's the same thing with this crime. When you start to see things through this particular prism. So with, with, with Israel, what we found out, what I learned now is that Jews are the oppressors. That's, yeah. that's how these it's, folks. Well, it's, it's intersectionality, right? right. It comes from France. It's this, it's everything is looked through the lens of oppressor or oppressed. Right. And so Jews in Israel, they're the oppressors and everything they do is wrong. There's nothing, there's no, to forget that they were attacked on October 7th, that they went back and retaliated for that is now it's on them. And even the attack itself, when Hamas came in and killed and beheaded and raped people, that's the Jews' fault also yeah. because of how they've been acting. And that's the same thing with these with these light criminals. You come in and you say anybody who commits a crime, it's all the police. The police are bad. Yeah, all the police back, are bad. It goes back to defund the police. It's that it's as if crimes aren't committed with if it's the police that are causing the crimes. Yeah. Or, because, it, because we don't know about them unless the police arrest people. And it's people. circumstance too, yes. right? He's you know I know he stole shoes, but. He's hungry. Yeah. And you're like, oh, does he eat shoes? Maybe yeah. that's the problem. That's so, why he's hungry. So suddenly nobody's really committing crimes unless it's done for a good reason. Yeah. The police are, in essence, the oppressors. Everything, it's all wrong. It's People, all wrong. And we shouldn't arrest anybody. And if we arrest them, they shouldn't have to stay in jail and they shouldn't lose their job. It's, there shouldn't be punishment. We shouldn't arrest anybody for shoplifting anything worth less than $1,000. It just it just keeps building into this because that's the narrative. That's the context of everything. Yeah. If everything is the police are bad and crime occurs because of the police, then of course we're not we're not going to punish people. Yeah, we it's can't have their, a society. It's not their if fault. It's, it, it, there's not a healthy Crazy. society if there's no law and order. Crazy. Right? There's there's those laws for a reason. Uh, Barry Infragato's coming up. Fanny Willis. Oh my goodness. I just like saying that name. Fanny. She's coming up. We're going to talk about her. Does it matter that she had an affair and gave oh. a lot of money to her little pal? She admitted it. She admitted it today. She did. She said she's not going anywhere. We're going to talk to uh, Barry and ask, hey, is this is this is this even matter? We'll do that straight ahead. Get us in chat show. Yes. Oh, I love this song. I played it at my kids' here. Is this French? It's not French. We're going to get some Gypsy Kings later? Papo's, Papo's not even playing music you like now. He's just playing music no, he likes. I love it. <laughs> I am. What are they going to do? <laughs> I know. What are we going to do? do? Move you to another show? Kind of? <laughs>
I love the Gypsy Kings. Play some Gypsy Kings. By the way, here's a little something. If you've never heard of the Gypsy Kings, they do the Flamingo. That's amazing. Mama, yeah. All born and raised in France. Is it, see, I knew it. Even though they do Spanish, their parents were Spanish. They escaped the uh, Civil War and all that stuff. Wow. But uh, a little stuff you learned today. I also learned something. Joe had a uh, colonoscopy. Told me that uh, <laughs> oh hemorrhoids look like shrimp. Oh, <laughs> oh no, no. I didn't oh. need to know it. I'm sharing it with you guys. You can hear him oh. too, too. Uh, Four. Is that going to be what they're starting the show with next week? Chris and Joe. First show, talking about colonoscopies? No. You know, it's not a bad thing to talk about. They should though. talk about you know, that. It's like, very important. Yesterday, I saw Lloyd Austin, and he went up there, and he said how private he was, and he wanted yeah, to say anything. Yeah. And, you know, the American... I'm, I'm like, first of all, the American people didn't need to know that. Your boss did, yeah. but the American people didn't need... Right. I don't need you right. to come out and tell the American people that right. you have prostate cancer. Maybe your boss needed to know that. Yeah, the president should know, yeah. the, and the staff should know that the, the, that yeah. the secretary... <laughs> Of, of defense is not in the office ready to go. Your second in command who is on vacation somewhere should have probably known they were first in command yeah. and somebody should have it's, told them. It was a mistake and good for him for taking responsibility, but that was a weird thing to do. I, I don't get that. Yeah, that was... Speaking uh, of weird stuff, though, did you see what's going on in Georgia? Fanny Willis! Fanny Willis. So, Which, is, by the way, is a bad word, Fanny, in English. Is it, is it Fanny or Fanny? I is it? I think Fanny, Fanny, right? Fanny Willis. So she's she's the prosecutor in Georgia, the Trump case, but not just Trump. There are nineteen defendants. The the big election denial case, all the all the stuff that, that that's going down down there. A few people have already pled guilty. Uh, she's the she's the district attorney there in Fulton County who's prosecuting this case, and she brought in uh, outside counsel, which is an un, unusual and a huge case. This is going to be a, a giant time consuming case. So she brought in outside attorneys to kind of help with it and manage it and do that. That's not unusual. What's a little unusual here is the person, the lawyer she brought in to manage it, uh, number one, doesn't have experience in this. He's a divorce lawyer and, and does some other stuff as well. He's Speaking a, of divorce, he'll he, need one. He's been a lower-level judge before, but, but that's who they brought in. She says she tried to get some other people and, and couldn't get anybody else. That's who she got. She couldn't get anybody as hot as him, but, is what she's saying? But the rumors the rumors started just recently that, that with evidence that she was having an affair with this attorney that she brought in that was managing this. And the county's already paid this guy over $650,000, which, again— not unusual. He's got other people working for him, and it's a huge case. That's I'm telling you, it's taken up every hour, every day. That that's not that's not the bad part. But it turns out she admitted today they are having an affair. They did have an affair. This guy's getting divorced. They ha- they just reached a settlement agreement with his ex wife, so that that part of it's over now. Uh, but they're having an affair, and people are. They're up in arms about this, uh, Chad. The Trump supporters are, are going crazy. Well, I mean, I don't care if you. It looks weird. It looks weird. Like yesterday, they. Uh I don't know if you followed the Ethan Crumley case. He's the kid who it, it was in Michigan shot his classmates, and they arrested his mom and dad. Yeah. And his mom was having an affair with the neighbor, and everybody's like, "Yeah, that doesn't matter anything, you know. Yeah. None of that stuff matters, she, you know. She she do she wasn't that the affair had no impact on the son because nobody knew up until yesterday. So, uh, but does it really matter? I don't think it really matters. And, and that's that's the in, in this case, that's the question. What's the difference? It, it doesn't change whether or not she has evidence to convict these people of these crimes. Uh, it now the, what they're trying to say is there's some money issues here because the county's paid this guy six. Well, the county is actually and, yeah. and take away the MAGA people. Right. Or, or it's not them that are saying we need it because they no, feel like way are we getting it's are normal, we paying rural right. retail here right we're, we're, it's a normal procurement issue it, yes. is, did you put this out for bid you brought in this guy who really doesn't have experience in this area to run it 
and he's your boyfriend? Like, what are we doing here? And then some people are saying she's benefiting from this because he's taking her on trips. They're, they just keep saying these trips around the world. One trip was a flight to San Francisco, and the other trip was a flight to uh, Barbados. That was it. So that part of it, I don't, I don't think is a problem. So this is in front of the judge. They're looking to they're looking to have the judge to have the judge remove her from the case. That's a big thing. If somehow the judge thinks that this is a big enough controversy that Fannie Willis and the Fulton County Prosecutor's Office has to be removed from this case, it'll go uh, in essence to the Georgia Attorney General's office. They have a special office there that would step in, uh, not the Attorney General, but they'll step in to take the place of this prosecutor. That's going to take some time. Well, I was going to say that ain't going to happen the right now. Cases in themselves, Barry, huge. They take years to put together, and usually the defense has near about the same time, right, to right. try to. Put you know find it, everything out. So if they, if they were to switch right now, you're looking at probably well the 2025 26. Where you uh, think about it. it, you'd have at least months to get caught up. Other people in the case could stay on. They'd have a, you know what I mean the lower level attorneys and stuff. But it would not be a good thing. And oh, lower I, level attorneys. I honestly, you know who you are. I honestly don't understand why a judge would would take her off this case. Unless there's money issues that, yeah, that they find. We'll yeah. find out. Uh, he is Barry Infragatos. Coming up, we're going to talk some border stuff. Could the deal get done? What's in the deal? We'll talk about that. That's Ed. So get us a chat show. Such a love place. Such a love place. Welcome to the American Such a love place.